space this is it here we are let's be here now hello how are you i'm doing fine you know just doing the stuff <laughs> what's what's the stuff you ask uh you know just uh pondering my purpose uh then reminding myself that I don't need to think about it so much. Then I think more about it. Then I meditate a little bit. And then I'm like, ooh, yeah, a little bit of bliss. Nice. And then I forget all that again. And then I freak out about things I'm uncomfortable with. And then I do that again. And then I, ay, yeah, yeah. It reminds me of this thing that um, I, I was, well, I listened to a little bit of a Ram Dass talk the other day, but. This wasn't in the talk, but there's another time that I listened to something by Ram Dass, and he said that the uh, the process, so to speak, the the work, the the pieces of work, or a piece of work, like I'm calling this podcast, is like you take some steps forward, you trip, you fall flat on your face. You look up at the universe, at God, at, you know, whatever it is you connect to that's seemingly bigger than yourself, but is actually yourself. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then you kind of have a moment where you're like, right. And then you take a few more steps. Then you fall on your face again. Then you wipe your face off and you look up and you're like, uh, uh, really? And then you remember and you walk a few more steps and... That shit all the way till you, I don't know what's supposed to happen after all that. I mean, it is just a metaphor, but, you know, I, I feel like that's what I'm doing right now. Oh, God. And it's, um, I don't know, it's interesting. So I smoked some weed uh, the last few days, or, well, not actually not the last few days. I smoked some weed last week. I think actually the day after the podcast and I wasn't planning on it. It kind of just worked out that way. I, I, I had an opportunity where somebody wanted to smoke and I was like, okay, yeah. And I, you know, it had been like four months for me and I went and picked some up and then I just got a lot. And then I used some weed. I smoked a bit, a little bit each day between then and like Friday. And then I was like, yeah, all right time to say goodbye and so then i just took the rest of it and uh dumped it out in the grass in a spiritual moment um yeah so <laughs> it was good though i mean it was a helpful experience i think in terms of kind of seeing where i'm at i mean for me uh i can't remember exactly how much i talked about it in the last episode but now it's much more fresh because i have the experience of having used weed in the last you know week and 
I mean, in one sense, like it brings me so much safety. And I think a li- big part of that is that I, I just like the dams blocking the flow of my thoughts and creativity just come down and everything just flows much more almost unmanageably, I'd say, depending on how high I am. But generally speaking, it's like I have a little bit of weed and it's just the thoughts start pouring out. The creativity starts pouring out more uh, flowingly. And it's such a great feeling because that's what makes me feel safe is when I'm safe to be creative. And I just have sort of subconscious uh, blocks that are not that deep, but they're deep enough that on any given day, I can't just it's not as simple as flipping a switch. Uh, that being said, though, smoking weed, I guess, is kind of like flipping a switch. But so, yeah, that that's where I kind of had uh, positive experiences. I also felt hazy and foggy and it really it what for me, what sucks about it is when I'm I don't like the next morning or the next day and I'm not high and I'm not smoking, but I still feel kind of hazy. And it's like I feel hazy without the sort of energy to to kind of be creative and do and do things like I am like I am when I'm high. So it's like, you know, it's a withdrawal kind of shit. And so my what it showed me is like, damn, right. I want to I want to be able to lower the dams to get rid of my blocks without needing to smoke weed to do it. Um, And what's kind of makes it complicated a little bit for me is that I am pretty functional when I smoke weed. Actually, in some ways, I might be more functional than when I'm not smoking, if I'm feeling kind of like low energy depressed. Um, If I'm not, then I'm about the same and just more uh, conscious, a little bit more mindful with how I'm doing things. Um, But yeah, like at a time like this where I feel a bit creatively blocked, smoking weed was great. I, I made some stuff. I made music. I like... I did some things that I haven't done in a long time. I made like a little v- music video promo thing for a song that came out. You know, it's like, ah, uh, God damn it. It's like so wonderful to engage with my creativity like that. And my regular sober self just, I've just got some blocks that like when I did the artist way, you know, a few months ago, the, it was kind of helpful actually no really helpful i mean it was it was great um but like the unwinding that it did i got wound up again because i'm thinking about things like moving out and affording to take care of myself and do i need to get a full-time job and all these things and uh, all the next step stuff and it just you know it just occupies my attention and my awareness so it's like if i when I think about that moment where it's like right before I go to create, I just have this kind of weight on me that is like, I don't know. It's like, it's like I want to go out skateboarding and I, and I have to have my backpack full of my books or something. It just feels like, uh, I don't want to carry that around with me all the time. I want to be able to do things freely and lightly. Um, but right now it's just the, the the spiritual weight of things is is um is with me um that being said i i do think that meditation is a big help and i think that a lot of stuff that i've done as part of my practice as part of the work as we call it um 
it does help and it is worthwhile and the potential is way higher than me just you know using weed as like performance enhancement basically as an artist not unlike like having coffee earlier or something um but in the long run it's not really what i my ideal my ideal is that i get to i don't have to worry about ingesting cannabis in order to uh you know be the artist i want to be um but damn it's so i just have such great ideas god damn it and i don't have the blocks telling me oh that's not worth trying like i do right now um yeah and it's it's very annoying it's very annoying <laughs> um yeah but i mean i don't know so i think like my perspective on it now is i mean i just in in areas of my life like i like i've enjoyed having more clarity and being more clear headed sort of um so that's why i've basically decided like i'm gonna get rid of the weed and when my you know medical card thing expires at the end of the month like that's it and i'm gonna kind of not not never smoke weed again but you know just it's not gonna after four months of having it not be a regular part of my day or life at all well actually four four months of not smoking at all um i've i've proven to myself time and time again that i can go long periods without it and that i can adjust to um not having it as a crutch but see, here's the here's the question. I think I mentioned this last last week too. I'm, this is kind of a continuation of some of the stuff from last week, but like now I actually experienced some of it more firsthand, and it wasn't like, oh yeah, four months ago I was kind of going through this. Um, like, god damn it! Like, it's not like it's not like weed is the crutch. I it I'm not. It's not like that because I use other things. I watch TV. I watch YouTube videos. I snack. Like, ah, uh, so many cheese and crackers last night. It was, uh, and it doesn't make me feel good in the morning, you know? Um, so there's like stuff like that, you know, there's all different ways that I use as crutches when I think I'm not feeling that, uh, stable sustenance, like I talked about in the last episode. Um, yeah. And so I think part of that is finding faith in my spiritual practice and having faith in it. Um, and and recognizing some things about this whole situation that I'm experiencing. I think I'm in a transition time. I think all of us are, actually. Um, and that means some discomfort. And I'm dealing with that discomfort. And I think a lot of us probably are in various ways. So uh, I, I don't have a lot of clarity. It just doesn't feel so great. <laughs> Um, it's not the worst thing ever, but it's, uh, that's the, that's the idea. I think you get the idea. I think I've sighed like that enough times that you understand what I'm getting at here. So yeah, meditation has been great though. Actually, I've been, um, just meditating 30 minutes. The other day I meditated for an hour and it was wonderful. And I do come out of meditation with kind of that dilated awareness that lasts maybe like i don't know maybe like 20 20 25 minutes after so i feel like it lasts about as long as i meditate for or maybe a little less than i meditate for so that's interesting that's a good thing i didn't write that down in my my sort of meditation journal but that's interesting yeah um 
yeah, so that's good. Uh, but I like, man, I'm, I'm like, it's like, I'm like stalling around the edge. I feel like I've talked about this before too. Uh, yeah, it feels like I'm, I'm around the edge of the water and I went in deeper than I've done. And then I went all the way back out without even realizing it. I got scared or spooked or something. I saw what what's that shadow down there? What's that shadow down there deep in the water? Okay. And then before I know it, I'm out of the water and it's like, God damn it. Why did I even go over there again? Why did I go deeply into it again? What am I trying to do with my life? What's my purpose? What should I be trying to aim for? What do I really want? And am I up to the task of literally anything that in that life as an adult in this world entails. I don't know. That's where I kind of, you know, I, I, I kind of like in those moments, I'm looking at all those questions, you know, and then I just turn around and I'm like, no, the whole point is to, you know, let God live through you, let the universe live through you. And you just watch and hang out. Um, and that's nice, but it, doesn't it's sort of like a i don't know it's like a pacifier sort of like it, it occupies my awareness a little bit but then i'm like yeah but like there are people in my life that are asking me things or wanting to do things with me or and i i mean can i really just sit back and watch that aren't they expecting me to like you know put my ego gears together and scrunch my eyebrows and give myself a little bit of a headache and try to do all that stuff that we're all trying to do. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> that's what it feels like. I feel like I have pressure to like, to ego with this shit out, you know, to, to do the whole thing with that sense of like, uh, and I, but I don't want to. I want to be free. Don't we all want to be free? I, I realize I'm speaking kind of, um, I'm not even really meaning to speak like tongue in cheek or something. It's just, I recognize that there's like, of course we all do, but, and, but it's become like a meme at this point, enlightenment, awakening, freedom, you know, intention and all that stuff. But, but it's also real. And, and I want to actually, like live more freely and lightly with that in mind and shit i but like i'm a fucking human being in the human world where we have all this stuff and i have to think about what it would be like to make sure i have keep track of all my expenses with things and budget for things and i have like supplies and uh, technology and equipment and I have to eat food and I have to sleep and I have to get up and I have to all this stuff so much stuff like so much stuff do you know what I mean like there's just so much stuff in my head in my awareness in my thoughts just so much stuff 
and I would really, really enjoy cleaning it out. And meditation's great, but maybe it's not all that I'm going to do. Um, I mean, it's not all I'm going to do. I have mantra going most of the day, every day. So there's that too. Um, I did, yeah, I, I guess I, if any of this is coming across, like I'm like diminishing my spiritual practice, I'm not meaning for it to sound like that. It's more like I've, maybe I'm at a plateau, like I had a dark night of the soul. And then I was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to get out of this dark night to a bright light. Woo! And then you ride down the slide to the bright light. And then it's kind of just like a, it's not dark, but it's just like a gray sky. And you're just like sitting on a big plateau and you're just like, oh, 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 okay. Isn't this, isn't this basically how I started? Yeah. <laughs> but, and then, so then, so then, then see, then you remember just like my logo, you remember it's a spiral, just like everybody's logo, basically, just like everybody's way of understanding things or whatever, but it's a spiral. And so like parts of the spiral are going to look a lot like other parts of the spiral, but see you've ascended. So it's supposed to be easier or lighter or harder. I don't know. I, it's kind of a mixture of all of them. <laughs> At least to me. Um, so, yeah, this whole work is a piece of work. That's kind of what I'm getting at here. Yeah. And, yeah, dude. So, so what is this work, right? Let's do a little bit of retracing. So, to retrace things, all right. So, we are... You are, I'll just say you, but understand that it's all of us. So you are a point of awareness or a, a perspective aware, of awareness within nothing really, uh, but you could say within your aura or auric field or body, spiritual body. But you're basically, you're a point of awareness and you are not separate from any of the other points of awareness. Actually, the only reason your points of awareness is because we need to put it in words, but really it's just one awareness and we span across everything. And that's also God. And at the same time, we have come to, because of things that seem to occur in our awareness, in our, in, in our field of sort of, not vision, but like in our field of awareness. So that includes our vision and stuff like that. We have come to basically believe at a really deep level that we are the bodies that we find ourselves in. Um, and yeah, so I believe that I have a, I have a definitely an attached identification with my body as do you probably, you may not, but, um, just for the sake of conversation, I'll assume that you do. <laughs> um, and so in that, in identifying with the body, then we identify with a lot of the circumstances, surroundings, environments, contexts, pain, discomfort, pleasure, all these things that happen or that are perceived through the sense organs of our bodies, physical bodies, I'm saying. 
um, but also spiritual bodies too, actually. But, and because we identify with those experiences, we say that experience happened to me and I am in this body and it happened to me. I was punched in the face and I experienced the bruising and the pain and I looked in the mirror and I saw that that's me. Like all of that, that by identifying with it, there's all this stuff that we identify with that's underneath the surface that we're not conscious of using our sense organs, using our bodily sense organs, because our bodily sense organs is a tiny piece of the pie or uh, the top of the iceberg. You know, that's a classic one. So then, because we are taking on identification with things that through our bodily senses we can't perceive, we have what is called karma. And there is stuff that we're holding on to as awarenesses, as beings, as souls, as spirits that, yeah, we're not consciously aware of. And so with that, we kind of move around in our reality that we've basically created for ourselves. You've created for yourself. I've created for myself. God's created for itself, whatever. And we are basically trying to get rid of the karma, but not really, because we're accruing more karma too, as we like are here, as we continue to identify with all that is karmically linked and in chains. Um, so yeah, so then we've got all these attachments to things that we identify with and it's, and it's like, I identify with the pain of that moment because I identified with my body and I'm so busy trying to avoid the pain of that moment that I forget that it's all because I just identified with my body and only my body. And I forgot about all the other part of how I exist as my awareness and so it's like, it's like a house of cards, basically. That's what our situation is. It's a house of cards, and we're looking at it from only one angle. And from the angle we're looking at it from, it seems really sturdy because it's like just the shadow of the house of cards. And so it just looks like this building, a.k.a. our egos. And so if we like turned around and we looked at it and we just like poked one of the cards, it would all come toppling down. We'd be like, oh, shit. But... You know, I can only say that in a metaphor, because if I really do that, then it starts to get a little trippy. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So there we are. Here we are. We have have mistakenly, but not fully mistakenly, because it's not like we're not our bodies. Like, of course, we've, we're experiencing things from seemingly within our bodies. So it's not a lie to say that I'm, I'm my body. It's just I'm not only the body. And, but at the same time, you can only come at that with words. I mean, I'm using my body to say this, so uh, it gets a little tricky there, you know? Um, and that's where faith comes in. That's when faith becomes that resourceful tool that you use to ascend in consciousness, as a lot of us say, or get outside of your sort of habitual tendencies and ha appreciate a different perspective on what is your human life and beyond. Um, yeah. And so the task at hand, well, first I'll say the task at hand is whatever you want it to be. 
or whatever your soul wants it to be or both or what have you, whatever your unconscious wants it to be. If you're, you're the ship and your unconscious is the waves, like the giant tidal waves taking you where you're going to go and you can steer the ship, but like, you know, the waves are taking you where the waves are taking you. So you willing to identify as the ocean, are you? That's the question. So that's the work. That's the work. That's the, this is a piece of the work. That's why it's called a piece of work. But that's the work. The work is, all right, you just woke up. Holy shit. You're in the middle of the ocean. You're on a ship though. Nice. It's a pretty good ship. It's, it's good ship. It's, it's working. It's got sails. It's, you know, steering. Uh, you've got a telescope. Nice. Oh shit. But the waves are big. Oh fuck. Okay. Well, you can steer around. Well, okay. So what do you do here? And that's the game. <laughs> that's where you just woke up and you're like on a ship and it's you and the ship and waves. And what do you do? And apparently you were never the captain of the ship or the ship at all. And actually the, you're the waves. Actually, you're all of it. So how do we, how do we do this work and shift our identification from just like me, I'm Jack and I've got a hand and eyes and a mouth and ears and body stuff and bleh. <laughs> and how do I shift from just being that to being everything or at least just, you know, expanding a little. And I mean, there are ways to do it. Of course, there are tools like anything else. There are, there are tools for this, like anything else. It all kind of works the same way, not literally, but it kind of does. And so, you know, First thing you got to do is you got to stop identifying with the thoughts so much because the thoughts are the powerful part, actually. The thoughts are what take you from uh, mental state to mental state. And it's very easy to get caught up in the mental states. I mean, the thoughts in many ways are the waves, actually. Um, and so first thing you got to do is you got to stop identifying with the thoughts. And that's not like, okay, I'm not going to identify with my thoughts anymore. And then that's it. It's like, no, 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 that's not how any of this works. It's, actual, it's actually a habitual process that you're going to unwind yourself from. It's an addiction like any other. I mean, it's, it's a habit. I, I, I don't mean to say it like, like, I feel like using the word addiction makes it sound moralized, but it's like, no, we're all just in, the, we're all in different boats, but they're all, they, we've all got attachments. Um, and... Yeah, and so so the the trick or the key is to undo all this wound up shit. We're all wound up. We're all wound up into these bodies and identifying with only the bodies. And our awareness is much more powerful and expansive than that if it could only remember that it was. And that's the key there. And so at that point, the question is, well, how do you get there? So like I was saying, you meditate and do a whole bunch of other things. There are a whole myriad of spiritual traditions and non-spiritual traditions, just sort of try this, try this, try this, that can help you get there. Part of it also is being able to discern what will actually get you there to the top of the mountain, so to speak. Um, but then that's not even really the whole thing. Because why else would we have 
incarnated into bodies? Why else would we be identifying with bodies if we didn't, if there wasn't something in us that was drawn to living a human life inside of a body and be in this whole dream world like this? And so if that's the case, then, okay, great. Yeah, detach from stuff. That's helpful because that gets you a better lay of the land and it allows you to operate your awareness better. Awesome. Then, but then see, then you're like, okay, so then why am I in this body? And the hope is that as you dilate your awareness, as you expand, as you gain a different perspective of yourself, the universe, both, that you're both, all that, then you have a sense of, okay, this is why I'm here. This is why I can, I am here to identify as both the entire universe and as Jack, that I'm both of these things, that I'm the ocean and the wave. Um, and then that's where, you know, in, in magic and Western es esotericism and, and sort of those traditions that the will or the true will. And then in Buddhism, it's Dharma in Taoism, it's the Tao. Um, this is all loosely connected. I'm, and I'm also kind of just regurgitating from people I listen to, but it's true. I mean, for, for functionally speaking, it's if, if you want to draw connections, you can draw those connections. Um, because the mystics of all those traditions say that they're all talking about the same thing. So I'm going to take their word for it. Um, so yeah. And so then at that point you are like, okay, now the work is going back into the world or really just affirming one's place in the world once again and saying, okay, now I'm going to do what I'm here to do. And I think that's when people say you let God live through you is because you recognize that you are both God and, and the, the human, or you're both the universe and the, 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 the small amalgamation of particles that make up your physical body. Um, and it's time for basically you to live your life with all of the wisdom and awareness that you had been working toward and refining and cultivating, which is basically just an unwinding process. You were just taking your feet out of the traps or whatever, you know, you were, you were, you know, you're mowing the lawn. <laughs> you're mowing the lawn and so that you could see around again. Um, yeah. And that's the work. That's the shit. So, okay. So here's the thing. And they say that that's the spiral process. That's the spiral. And for some people, the end of the work is when you clear the lawn, you know, you, you clear all the grass out of there or you you detach from everything and then you've got the expansive awareness and you are that awareness and that's it. And regardless of what your life looks like or whatever, 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 you know, all the stuff, stuff, stuff. <laughs> um, at that point, that's the goal. You finish the work. Um, but then there are other traditions like magic is a great one where that's not the end of the work or in Buddhism, being a bodhisattva, it's not the end of the work to just be enlightened to be on your meditation cushion and you're like, okay, great. I got it. Cool. Like at that point, then it's like, okay, but you're still in your body unless you chose to leave it. Um, and for whatever reason. And so you got more work to do, uh, karmically speaking. And so then at that point, you're still unwinding the karma. It's just, you're doing it at a level that is different from when you were just like, I'm individual named Jack and I have karma about success and money and family and career and I want to be an artist and I want this and I want this and I want to be fulfilled and I want to take care of my body and I want to be thin and I want to be you know all that stuff 
like after that stuff is sort of how should i put it like unlinked it just becomes less 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 urgent like it's still a thing but it's less urgent and at that point then it allows me or whoever all of us one of us none of us the one to identify with some things that are I would almost say like as you go deeper into the unconscious, the more collective it is in in a certain sense. And so then you're you're living your life in order to undo karma at a more collective level, at a more like widespread level, because you're identifying with more of all that exists as opposed to me just identifying as Jack and I have to like figure out how I'm going to make money and like move out and like stuff like that. I'm then working at levels that are deeper in what we consider the unconscious or for I'm, I'm, you know, I guess somebody who is like the light, (laughs) I mean, we're all the light, but you know what I mean? Has done maybe further along in the process. Um, They're now unwinding stuff that is karmically attached to us at levels that like me as Jack thinking about how I'm going to make money and move out and and eat and what I'm going to do tomorrow and stuff that, I don't, my awareness isn't, isn't, um, consciously perceiving that stuff, but then there are people that are. And so they live in this world in order to basically, as a lot of us talk about, relieve the suffering of others, however that is going to be done. Um, and I think relieving the suffering of others, it's, it's true, but it's also sort of like, what is it? A synecdoche or something like that? It's sort of like code or represents more than just literally relieving the suffering of others. Like it's not like it's literally only just you're going to go around to people that don't have enough food and feed them. It's much more than that. It's every moment of your existence is, you know, you letting God speak through you or, or be live through you or whatever. It's like that idea where you're living every moment as the Tao dharmically, um, in a way, in such a way that everything you do relieves suffering. Um, and it's not, it's not, it's not just the, you know, you feed the hungry. It's way, way beyond that because that's just one level of suffering. Um, and it's not even really the most, uh, the most potent maybe, or the most long lasting, I feel like, um, because there, there is suffering that happens on, massive collective levels that is deeper underneath the surface that is less uh less accessible to our senses and and which which means that we don't act to unwind ourselves from that and so i think i mean not to not to rank suffering i mean suffering is suffering it it's it's rough but it's there there are there are ways to suffer unnecessarily for one's soul, purpose, karmic predicament, whatever. And I think that in many ways is like that's the work of when you've expanded your awareness and you have awakened, you're awake. Um, you're no longer just sleeping and in the dream. You're now awake and in the dream. Or you know that you're in the dream. You're lucid dreaming, basically. Um, yeah. And then, and so, so at that point, you, you live your life to relieve the suffering of, of everybody, including yourself, everything. 
Because what else is there to do? That's that's the whole thing. The game's still going. So then at that point, you're like, okay. And, and I think for, you know, people within like magic and that tradition of, of finding the true will, the true will is that which will allow you to live a life to relieve as much suffering as possible. Because what happens is, and this is something, actually, come to think of it, I think I kind of understood this when I was in high school, when I was thinking about, like, I kind of had decided that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be a professional recording artist rapper. And it's because it's it's what I want. I want to be able to afford to take care of myself, but I also want to be able to express myself in a way that I have enough energy for. And I think that because I'm so passionate about expressing my energy in this way with, with a lot of force and intensity and emotion, that, that gives me the best chance to have the biggest impact because I'm doing something that I'm passionate about. Um, which that actually is a good, um, I think I, from what I've understood, I think that's a a good understanding of the idea of, of the true will is like, it's about honoring what you desire, not getting rid of what you desire. It's like you expand your awareness and you don't attach with your desires so much. Um, you just recognize that they are your desires. Like you don't get rid of them. You just, you just, detach enough so that you can expand your identification wide enough that then you can see, oh, this is my golden path. I don't have all these paths and I'm not sure which one to take. You expand your awareness, you see the golden path, the thread, and then you go down that path and you don't veer off. You're just like, I saw it. It's clear. It's still clear. And I'm going down it. Um, Yeah. So that's, that's the idea. And so because you're doing what is honoring your karmic predicament from what you actually want, not what you crave, not all the craving stuff like the Buddha talks about. I'm not talking about craving. I'm talking about like sincere desire that is what your sort of karma is leading you to, not from a craving perspective, but from a like spiritual sustenance and fulfillment perspective, which is desire, but it's like, you know, it's desires multidimensional. So at that point, that gives you the best chance to relieve suffering in the world. You use that as your vehicle to relieve your own suffering. So basically, you feel spiritually fulfilled in your human life, and it allows you to undo all of the karma much more quickly. And then you're also relieving the suffering of others around you because you feel capable of it. And not even just capable. I mean, yes, you feel capable, but it just happens. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that's basically the work. And there are just a ton of different ways to do it. I mean, you're we're we're a mixture between ecosystems, organisms, machines. Ugh, excuse me. Organisms, ecosystems, machines, and a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> uh that basically we don't ultimately have words for. But what that means is that we have, you know, like we are sort of built to change not just quickly but in long periods of time and i don't mean necessarily mean long periods of time like 20 years but i mean like the process of not identifying with one's thoughts is not something like i said where it's like you turn off a light switch or something like i mean i for some people apparently it has happened like that but it hasn't happened like that to me Uh, although maybe sometimes 
it's turned off like a light switch and I'm like, and then I'm just like sobbing and I'm crying and I'm like, how did I not know this? How did I not? Oh, how did I not see this? But see, now I'm here and I'm not seeing it. Or maybe I'm just saying that I'm not seeing it. I don't know. But yeah, so so it's like, a, it's just, it's a process. It's a practice. You practice it because it's like, it's like you're just, you're keeping yourself from accruing more, more like, interest that you owe the universe kind of thing and when i say interest that you owe the universe i mean like you're from accruing more um like attachment really the interest you owe the universe is like that's how much longer you're gonna have to live with all these attachments and identifying in this really limited way that is just not as i don't know maybe not as fun i don't know maybe it is fun maybe it's more fun maybe maybe my soul's like dude this is fucking awesome man what a ride this is great so yeah so i don't know when i think about it that way i don't know how much room i have to complain <laughs> um but still you know it's like it's it's a practice and uh i think about it sometimes i i, I forget if i had this in my pages or whatever but i was thinking about it like you know, we're all in this performance right now. We're like, we're all part of this huge ass band. And every single one of us has our own unique instrument. They're all kind of similar. Like they're made from the same stuff. Like, like they were made at the same shop, but they're all our unique instruments because they're each, each one of our instruments is specific to us. I mean, that's literally what our existences are. We identify as separate beings. And so we're all each individually unique in our separation basically um and we have something very common which is that we all i guess in the band emit sound using our instruments but our each of our instruments are completely unique we have a completely different karmic predicament life story whatever and in this band it's like shit like a lot of us are just kind of like blah, 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 you know or just like smacking the instrument and just like what is this what is this what do i do what do i do and then you have a certain number of people who a lot of us call gurus or mystics or enlightened folks or whatever bodhisattvas whatever um and yeah it, at, at that point they're like you know they're just like they're just playing so beautifully you know they're just like they're just like yeah i i learned how to play and it's fucking great and yeah and it, and they they maybe you know if you happen to be close enough by them spiritually or physically they tap you on the shoulder and they're like here just just strum it like this strum it like this like that yeah see see yeah that's how you do it. And then you're strumming it and you're like, wow, this is so nice. This is how it's supposed to be done. I really feel like I'm playing part of the band right now. This is great. And at that point, then you're like, damn, why was I just smacking my instrument? That's not how this is supposed to be done. You're supposed to play the thing and then you all play together and you groove. And that's the whole point. And yeah, so... I feel like I go back and forth between recognizing that I've got an instrument in my hands and that I could play it and learn to play it beautifully and not beautifully like it has to be perfect, but just like I'm grooving, you know, like I'm jamming. And between that and thinking and looking at this instrument and being like, Meh, how do I figure this out? I need this string to get super tight. I need like all these things that are like irrelevant to like when you're in a band and you're playing an instrument, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's just not as you can see it from a perspective where you're like, the point is just to do it. 
just play, just dance, just groove. And yeah. And so, so when I use that metaphor, I, I'm kind of like, shit. All right. Uh, I forgot again, again, and again, and again. And then I remembered again and again and again and again and again. And yeah, it's like, and then it's like, you know, and then when I remember, for example, and I've got the instrument, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired of forgetting. And it's, and it's messing with my playing. And it's like, dude, no, no, no. Forget about forgetting or remembering. Just play, dude. Just play. And um, yeah, it's kind of frustrating, but it's also like, yeah, right, right. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, that's where I'm at. This shit's a piece of work. And I think that's how it's supposed to be because I'm learning a lot as my human self, my soul is learning and wants to learn and I'm here for the curriculum and all that. And yeah, so I guess at this point I'm figuring out what things I want to develop into my instrument so that I can play as part of this band in the most authentic passionate way that I can. Um, and I mean that creatively, certainly, but spiritually, like what are the techniques I'm going to use to cultivate my instrument so that it allows me to play more seamlessly and smoothly and to remember that I've got an instrument to play. Um, and, and, and I don't keep forgetting that I've got this beautiful instrument in my hands and it's such a joy and pleasure and an honor to be able to play part of this band. You know, like this is this is the band. Like we all made the band. We're in it. We got it. We're playing. We're here. It's a dance. Everybody's dancing. Everybody's grooving. But a lot of us are really nonsensical and way off beat and smashing our guitars or whatever. And it's like, dude, no, no, no. I mean, in some ways it's kind of cool. Like we appreciate the style, but like, remember, remember, like, we're part of a band here playing and like it's fun like we're supposed to be playing it's supposed to be fun you know you know yeah <laughs> okay this is kind of a funny episode i feel like it had like a humorous tone to it which i actually appreciate i think that's a spiritual practice in itself is not taking things too seriously and recognizing that all the ways that we have to explain this is all so limited but that's what makes it fun and I've always enjoyed that, explaining things in all different kinds of ways that I know are limited, but it's so fun to try to explain it accurately. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. That's kind of why I got the podcast. But yeah, this was definitely one of my favorite episodes that I've done. This is good. I'm really glad I do this. <laughs> and thank you so much for listening. I think this is just a really nice thing. And if you feel called to do this, then you should talk to yourself once a week as well. <laughs> okay. Well, I love you. Check me out on Patreon. I still post stuff. I've been making some music. I made a cool beat last week. I'm going to make some music this week. And yeah, I hope you have a wonderful week. I hope whatever you're doing to play in this band is going well. And if it's not going well, that you see how it could be going well. And that there are things we can do to shift our awareness and focus and perception and understanding that really does truly, truly make all the difference.
So I'll see you next week. Love you so much. Talk to you later. Here's to remembering who we are. Peace.